On this week's episode, Lee Griffin shares with us the wisdom he has gained over thousands and thousands of hours as pilot in command. There can't be anything that penetrates that, I said penetrate, anything that penetrates that <laughs> obstacle clearance slope. Scott Boris internalizes this wisdom and quickly puts it to use. I don't yeah. know how that would all work. Never been violated before, but I imagine. You've never been violated? Kind of think, no, I've not. No, no. <laughs> not in any senses of the word. Um, (laughs) so so i see you've never met joe biden (laughs) right well and this wonderful train of wisdom interrupts my jet ski story i was on a jet ski so i personally did not violate anything um he said violate uh, but i do remember i do remember Welcome to the Far Aim Podcast. Uh, we got 91.3, FAR 91.3, Responsibility and Authority of the Pilot in Command. This is another one that's nice and short and sweet, uh, but will hopefully lead to some good uh, conversation. We'll start off with uh, Section A of uh, A, B, and C. The pilot in command of an aircraft is directly responsible for and is the final authority as to the operation of that aircraft. So this is something you, I mean, we all obviously learn this when we first get our, we first learning to fly, basically. This is before you solo, you typically is when Don went over it with, with Scott and I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, when you're PIC, like you are, that's it. You make like the final you have call. Ultimate, yeah, there's nobody else uh, to do like it. Even if even if ATC tells you to do something, if you don't think it's safe, you don't do it, right? Right. And yep. I mean, even if you know, for for you can always declare an emergency. Yeah. You know, and then you know well, the next you- section. If you declare an emergency into like a controlled field or something, you're probably gonna have to fill out some paperwork, right? Um, yeah. I mean, if you're asked, I guess depending to, on what it is. Yeah, if you're asked to, you know, if if you deviate from any rule, so if you deviate from any rule by follow, by by declaring an emergency, okay, um, yeah, they, you have to you have to submit a, a written uh, report. Of the deviation and why and all that stuff, if you're asked to, not a hundred percent. You know, once you get into commercial type flying, you're gonna you because you want to get as much off of your shoulders or any potential you know uh, incrimination kind of you want to nip it off at the bud, right? So you can do a couple things. There's a couple different forms you can fill out to kind of uh, get rid of that. Um, so if you yeah. self-disclose information, any like um, rule deviation, if you submit that and kind of get ahead of the curve, you, you know, you can um, you can basically it's kind of like a get out of jail free card if you deviate from from any of the rules and declare an emergency. So wait a second. Mm-hmm. This, I never I never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Is this like a, a section in the far aim or? Yeah, there's something called a Na- there's a NASA report you guys have. Heard of the NASA report? Is that like if you're flying a, a rocket? No. Well, NASA, NASA kind of, they, I mean, believe it or not, NASA has, um, they, their agency 
has a lot of studies done and they have a lot of clout with that stuff. And so they've determined a lot of the things like when we think about um, icing, um, you know, hitting birds in the air. Yeah. NASA's is the agency that does a lot of the research on a lot of these weird, seemingly abstract, you know, to a GA person, maybe it's kind of abstract, but once you start flying away high and bigger and faster airplanes, a lot of their stuff kind of gets filtered down to us, but it's ultimately coming from NASA and they're actually, they have a lot of, um, uh, they've done a lot of CR crew resource management research, um, checklist research, a lot of the stuff that governs a lot of the things, part 121 and part 135 operators, 121 being scheduled air carriers and 135 being non-scheduled air carriers, a lot of the rules that eventually get filtered down to those air carriers, commercial air carriers, that's all pretty much derived from studies and research that NASA has done. And so they have what's called a NASA report. And so you can fill it out. So it's like an aviation safety um, reporting system. So if you as pilot command, even if you're not, so if you get into a bigger airplane, you have a second in command, an SIC. Um, if, if you witness something or something happened, PIC, SIC, doesn't matter. You should both do it if you have two pilots. But if something happened, you deviated from a rule, whether you meant to do it, which you should never mean to break a rule, but if you broke a rule, you can self-disclose it, get out ahead of the curve, and then basically it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. They cannot penalize you if you filed a NASA report or a in 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 um in in terms of you know 135 or 121 carriers we call it an ASAP an ASAP report, which stands for Aviation Safety something. I'm not sure what the AP stands for, but so, it's basically a NASA report. So all I got to do if I'm going into a controlled field that's busy is just do that. And then I don't really have to talk to anybody or follow any of the procedures. I can just... Use the Squawk 7600 still. You just blast right in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess... Which one is 7600? Um, 7600 is the... Uh, the comms out. Yeah, okay. radio communication failure. So, so ASAP stands for Aviation Safety um, Action Program. So just say... Two, three, Sarah cleared to land, whether they clear me or not, just like, well, I'm, I can be 20 miles out and say, okay, two, three, Sarah cleared to land, whatever on land I'm going to land on and then squawk 7,600. And then they'll know that like, I'm cleared probably, to land. Probably There's nothing they can do about it. Way to- so hold on. So hold on. You've already heard clear to land though. So no, you no, go no, through no. the most of the work. No, 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 no. Just- I am declaring myself cleared to land. And then his radio cut out. And, he squawks and then my radio cuts out, and I squawk seventy six hundred. Being able to declare an official emergency, like I say, I say, what's that? What's that tower that was unclear? Like two three share cleared to land. Okay, two three share cleared to land, and then I immediately squawk seventy six hundred. Yeah, and then they know they know that I'm landing, and that there's <clears> nothing <throat> they can do about it. Well, no, that's not true. Oh. Because then the light gun signals we just talked about Ooh, yeah, an episode or two Scott, ago. Oh, yeah, that's going to get me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to <laughs> well leave your plan. radio. Take that's you gonna out. throw a wrench in the plan. Just do the student pilot. Student pilot. Yeah, that's what I, I do use that. I haven't used it lately. Good but, to go. Yeah. So what, when you told me this, Lee, I thought of. Um, I know I, I won't mention the names. Uh, you guys may know them too. I, I'm not sure. There, there's three buddies who've been flying together for a while, and they they start a podcast, uh, just talking about this kind of stuff. 
And some of them, the two of them especially, have some really, really good stories, but the show is not really big enough to like hire an attorney to ask questions <laughs> about whether or not they should talk about the stories publicly. Would this be a uh, a potential loophole for for these for these two in particular three three podcaster hosts that um, I know? You guys may know them. I, we won't we'll mention them on the air. Names. Would this be a way for them to uh, to possibly fill out some forms from you know back in the day when they? did some stuff that's questionable and then be able to tell that story publicly without repercussion. It can't be, it can't be no, it can't be basically, it can't be a violation. You know what I mean? Like it can't you be, a, you have to have a legit reason to be doing it. Right? The, di- the difference. Yeah. And then the, even the FAA, whether, whether you don't file a NAS report and ASAP, you know, for commercial operators, but a NAS report for what we're talking about. If, even if you didn't, and FAA inspectors, they're just another pilot for the most part. And I've never met one that was really like a hard ass, you know, so they, they recognize that, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're flying this ILS or you're doing this, this landing and something a little bit non-standard happens. You break a little bit of a rule. You cut a little bit of a corner on accident. They're not going to throw the book at you. But there's a big difference between knowingly, for example, you're landing at an airport with a displaced threshold. Displaced threshold means you have some landing that is not, or some of the runway, the pavement below you, that is not available for landing. It's available for takeoff. It's got the chevrons, if everybody, you know, can kind of think of that, you know, yeah. as any student pilots out there. My home the base displaced threshold has a displaced threshold. Yeah, but you don't have any markings, really. Oh, there's no markings right, on it, but Note it. Yeah, no, so, yeah. but yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. So, there's that, that. I do, yeah. Yeah. So, but on a concrete field, a hard surface, you know, that's very clearly denoted. It even looks to even a, even a student pilot. Hey, I probably shouldn't go there. I shouldn't land there. And so, um, if you touch down in there, and there's an FAA inspector over there, unless that engine was failed, and you could prove that you know it was failed or you're out of gas or something, there's no reason you should touch down on that displaced threshold. If you were to do that, so that's kind of a knowing, uh, you're knowingly well, that just, that just depends on if you're rule. that just depends on if you're in a rental aircraft or your own aircraft. So if you're in a rental aircraft, you just say the engine cut out for a second, then it came back on. That's why it's fine now. But you obviously wouldn't want to do that if you're in your own aircraft because then they're going to make you, you know, take it to the shop and get worked on on it, and you don't want to pay for that. But it's, it's going to cost know. money. Yeah, but if it's a rental, my like, point would be: Why would you land in the displaced threshold? Uh, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I was just talking to my FO. We had a very lengthy, almost two day conversation about this type of stuff. If it's just as easy to do it the right way, well, yeah, I mean, way, most, why not most just do runways, it the right way? There's no point to land in the displaced because you're displaced. Okay, so hold on, so hold on, real quick. Talk talk about an airport where there is a reason. To oh, land I don't know. Threshold. I can't think of one, but. There's there might a, be somewhere. there could be airstrips like what Scott and I are talking about where the displaced threshold is not marked and it's just the grass in the this what is technically the displaced threshold looks exactly it's drier like the grass. Than the grass. Yeah. Looks exactly like the grass on the actual runway. Yeah. Unless you break out your and measuring surveying equipment, you're not gonna really know exactly where it is anyway. And at this at this particular displaced threshold is 
a lot drier than the rest of the runway because sometimes the middle of the runway is underwater. So sometimes it would make sense to use the displaced threshold rather than the runway. Why is it dis- Why is it displaced? Obstacle well, I believe. Right? It's yeah. There's trees at the end, and there's buildings. There's a there's buildings right next to it. Like you literally landing right next to buildings. There's no space between. If it was runway, it would just be like a building on the edge of the runway. Typically, the reason for displaced threshold is exactly obstacle clearance. You have yeah. to draw that three degree or twenty to one is is the ratio um, from you know from X altitude to the landing threshold. So if there's anything you know, if you draw from the threshold out out you know towards the approach, you know further out on the approach end, there can't be anything that penetrates that. I said penetrate anything that penetrates <laughs> that obstacle clearance slope. So if there is every time. You know, something penetrates that obstacle clearance. Said it slope. again. Said it it's again. gonna. I did. <laughs> a lot of, lots of penetration happening. <laughs> They're gonna keep kicking <laughs> the threshold wow, further and further. Editing forward. <laughs> yeah. They keep. They'll push it for the actual threshold of the landing usable runway for landing. They'll keep pushing that further and further away until there's no longer anything sticking up through that obstacle clearance plane or thrush or uh, yeah. obstacle clearance slope if that makes any sense so that's what yours is i knew that but there is a possibility and, the, and the i'm not saying i mean it is not here it's not exactly lined up with the runway it's a little bit of a curve so you have to actually put a little bit of rudder in to get straight with the runway when you're using it you know that, it's very very weird because i don't you know i don't know what the airport facility directory says about your airport or any of that kind of stuff if it's not marked how is somebody you're not going to have transient aircraft coming in there, but me, like, let's say somebody coming from California or the closest airport to where they want to go. Yeah. Wh- wh- I mean, what are they going to do when they come in there? There's no way to know. I mean, I guess, is it in the airport facility directory? There's a displaced threshold. Yeah. I don't know. Do I don't know? honestly don't know. Yeah. And, and so that's, so somebody going cross country, that is theoretically stuff. They should know that is research. Yeah. They should have done. You know, no. because it would be hard for somebody to come to the conclusion that 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 your airport is the airport they want to go to, that that's their destination. Well, well, you know what not, I mean, not, there's, yeah, we got more and more these days because the other airport closed. You're not, but I, I, I find it hard to believe somebody from California. Oh, not California. Somebody, no, somebody very far away. Yeah, somebody I find that's it hard to believe. Yeah, that. no, no, no. Most of them are, you know, within a few hundred miles that know the area. Yeah, I mean, they would have to know it real damn good, I would say. But anyways, yeah. If, if, if we if do get, if, in the summertime, we do get, there's quite a few people now that have been using it. You charge any fees, I hope? Uh, my dad charges a little bit. If he, if he sees them out there, he'll he'll ask him for like 10 bucks. I'm on AirNav Usually for your place. I don't, see any, I don't see anything about uh, displaced threshold. Okay. We'll get yeah, people I, coming I, I in. Wouldn't, we get people come in to ask for uh uh like a a car ask for a what do you call it like a courtesy car a courtesy shuttle yeah, a courtesy car yeah. yeah my my dad is just like yeah do you give him like, you give him your my dad, no my dad just gives him the jeep and he's like but well, you gotta give me like twenty bucks or whatever I don't know he charges them but <laughs> just lets them drive nice. it <laughs> as it should be yeah I wanna. I want to drop the name, but you haven't bought the stuff we talked oh, about. Oh, yeah, no. No, I have not. Prior I have to. Not. Yeah. 
Oh, man. The official airport of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 a lot here. I mean, we just covered a lot of ground. Displaced threshold, what I was getting at, that is a perfect example of if there's an FAA inspector there, they see you land displaced threshold. You're gonna ha- you you're gonna have to have a very valid and who knows how deep they want to go. If I was an right. FAA inspector, you're probably not gonna be too easily able to really BS me on why you landed there. I would just tell them that there was a bird in front of me, so I pushed down to get below the bird, and then it was like, well, my, down, my qu- might as well land. You could say you were avoiding the drainage swall crossing yeah. at runway midpoint filled with gravel. Yeah, I saw that too. I got it pulled up myself. <laughs> a what? But no, no, no. I'm talking on a on a hard surface runway. <laughs> a drainage. I'm talking swale? on a hard surface. The s- drainage swale, swale crossing swale. at runway mid swale at midpoint filled with gravel. Who who writes that? Stuff? I don't know, but I mean, there's not even a bump there. So I don't know why they bother writing that. I don't see you or your dad writing swale swall. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, so you said you you dodged a bird. But so so the the other thing is is that part of the runway may not have the substructure beneath it to support an aircraft's weight. Yeah. Well now, actually you're, at this airport, the substructure belief below the displaced threshold is actually better than the, the rest of the runway. Yeah, but I'm talking about the other big oh, airports. Yeah, I know. That a are big airport, you know. Yours isn't even marked, and we're looking yeah. at AirNav, which isn't the end all be all, but most yeah. of it is pulled from the airport facility directory. Doesn't even say it's it's there yeah. or it's. So I don't know. Like if you look at a sectional, is that displaced threshold you're talking about? Is that included in the length of the runway? Um, On the sectional, I think the sectional says 2,500. Then yeah, it is included. Okay. Which it would 20, be for it's takeoff. 22, it's twenty two seventy five without the threshold. So, okay, it must be including well, at least part of the threshold for the twenty five hundred. Yeah, because it's probably longer yeah, than that. But they might not. Be I thought it was. Tw- I thought it was twenty seven hundred. Um, and then with, listed as twenty five. With the total length, if you go all the way to the old Bose Road and the railroad tracks, I think it's twenty seven. I could check it real quick on my phone, actually, but no, this doesn't matter. Yeah. So no. yeah, so I, I just again, you deviate from a rule. You have to have a good reason for doing it. If you knowingly deviate, I mean, that's that's where we're gonna get in trouble with the FAA. If, yeah. if they can say there's you, the weather was crappy. You knew it was crappy, and you took off anyways. That's a violation. That's not something the NASA the NASA form or NASA report is gonna get you out of. So if you guys are talking about you wanted to kind of uh, self-disclose some things, you know, some what I would probably consider ju- errors of well, judgment. If what if you, you guys were to like, do that right now? Our friends. You're talking about our friends. What if my friends? What if I, you had? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, your the acquaintances. They're acquaintances. They're yeah. not even friends, right? I mean, they're just acquaintances. Yeah, I don't know. Like you're on the ground. You're, you're on the ground, and you're just running your plane, just running it for fun, just driving around, and all of a sudden, yeah. a mob of people with coronavirus start running at you. And you're like, oh, crap, I got to take off. And you take off into bad weather. You technically had, for safety reasons, you had to take off. You know, that's how'd you know legit. that? How'd you know they had coronavirus? What, obviously, you your laser tell. thermometer they were, out there. You look, well, they were coughing. They were coughing. 
They were coughing. What if they just had and they weren't social dis- they weren't social distancing. They weren't wearing, we do know they weren't wearing, We do know that everybody who's not social distancing has coronavirus. They were wearing oh, correct. facial. Yeah. They were yeah, they, they were weren't. not wearing facial coverings. No. Oh. Well, that's that's you don't say no more. That's so, enough right there to panic. Out of safety, what's more hazardous? Me standing on the ground letting them infect me or me taking off into below BFR visibility. Well, I mean, I would away. say even if it's a level five thunderstorm, it's right. probably safer yeah. to just take off. Tornado. I'd probably just take off. Into tornado. The tornado. As long as the hail isn't bigger than a softball. Right. I would yeah. say take off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even then you could probably just, if you had just like dodge a, the hail that yeah, comes down. Yeah. Anybody seen Star Wars? If you can go through an asteroid, oh fit, yeah, you can. The one fifty has pretty efficient ailerons. You can weave out of that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, very good roll rate. I don't want to make fun of the Wuhan flu too bad. I was exposed to somebody two days ago who now has it. So yeah, you probably got it now. So you have it? So Maybe. Yeah, I feel it. fine. But someone's got to edit this well, stuff so it makes it to air. Or else you two got to record something on your own and. Somehow post it. I hope you make it. <laughs> who 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 inherits the podcast if you die? You two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh god. We'll, god we'll try to we'll try to keep it going in your name. Yeah. Thank try you. To, we'll try to get a we'll try to keep your legacy alive. You do some googling. Figure out how to do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot we'll, of we'll googling. Figure, there's more uh, there's more than just showing up to the mics on the weekends and and talking <laughs> anywho for sure um part b which is a uh, second part of abc uh in an aircraft emergency requiring immediate action the pilot in command may deviate from any rule of this part to extend re- to the extent required to meet that emergency this is this is like i'm i'm happy that I've never had like a real emergency while flying. There's a little bit of me that like longs for the opportunity to take advantage of this rule. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a yeah. free spirited pilot inside. It's like, Ooh, I'm in an emergency. What rules do I need to do break to, to, uh, to deviate Meet the to emergency. the extent to yeah. deviate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So a question that I have always heard on when I was um, uh, getting a private pilot ready for their check ride, a student pilot ready for their private pilot check ride, the examiner now, arguably, I went to the same examiner. I sent my students to the same examiner, and he was very, very fair. He, um, you need. He was basically zero tolerance on things that like his his kind of his um, hot items. You needed to know. You needed to know what you really should know. Um, but very, very gracious, I would say, and gave you a lot of latitude on kind of those fringe things where it's like, yeah, I mean, we, we I know that this is just a license for you to learn the private pilot certificate. Um, so uh, very fair. So the stuff you should know, he wanted you to know, ironclad. Once you kind of strayed from that, it was pretty, it was pretty, you know, generous there. One of the things that this gentleman always asked was um, to kind of illustrate this point. You're um, landing at a controlled field. 
Class Bravo, the, the most controlled field you can. You, there's commercial air traffic going in and out of there. You're, you're flying in. You're clear to land. The question he would ask is, he wouldn't paint the scenario that much, but I'm trying to illustrate the point for the listener. You're clear to land already. Can you, if a deer runs out on the runway, your minimum fuel, can you land on the taxiway? And what do you guys think the answer would be? Depends on the taxiway. You've declared an emergency. I would say as long as nobody's on the taxiway. Let's say there is somebody on the taxiway and you just dip over top of them. Well, okay. I mean, as long as you you land before you hit them, as long as you can safely land without hitting anybody on a taxiway. I'd say, yeah. I mean, you're probably going to have to fill out a report, but I don't think you're going to get in trouble. Well, it's better than killing everybody you have on board your airplane right. when you're yeah. running the gas. Yeah, I'm sure around. they're going to make you, right? you're going to have to file, fill out some paperwork, but if there was a, a herd of deer on the runway and you're out of fuel, I don't think they can really get you in trouble. I mean, they might be able to get you in trouble for going below your fuel minimums, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be in that situation, if you have any engine, you have a rough running mag. Then you know anything like that. You did the 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 concept is you've declared an emergency. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You may. So if you have if you have a mechanical issue, yeah. Let's say you have a yeah. mechanical issue and you don't want to risk going around, and you're on final and you know you can make the taxiway, but there's a herd of deer on the runway, and you go over to the taxiway. I I don't think you'd get in trouble for that. If you, I would say, I would say, yeah, you can do that yeah. as a pilot in command. Yeah, you see videos of people read. landing on. You see videos of people landing on highways when they have emergencies. I don't think they get in trouble. Yeah. That is the that's the perfect. I mean, that's a great example. I try to put in a little bit more of a not so. I don't want to put in that obviously extreme. You're going to land in a farmer's field. You're going to land wherever you can. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, you you have no other option really. It's not like you make the airplane self destruct in the air. So you yeah. have to put it down somewhere and put it down the safest place possible. Long stretch of straight concrete makes the most sense to me. So yeah, but but if you keep it just straight, like you have a mild, very mild issue, you know, like a rough running mag or the deer runs out, yeah. it tends to make you think a little bit differently than oh yeah, an engine failure. Let's put yeah. it on a highway. Everybody, kind of, yeah. it seems like everybody kind of like oh that's okay. I see that on the news all the time. Yeah. But when you have you know just something a slight emergency, as long as you've declared an emergency, you have a valid reason. You can do whatever you want. You're the pilot in command and you're exercising that authority. And you and it says right here, you can deviate from any rule required to meet the emergency. Just yeah. you may have to file you have may have to do some paperwork, which is better than the alternative of plowing into a herd of deer or running out of fuel on the go around or losing power on the go around if it's rough running mag in that case. As soon as you said landing on the taxiway, I thought of um Port Clinton, KPCW, um the Three six one eight parallel taxiway used to be the three six one eight runway back in the right. back in the olden days. Oh, really? So Before like any of us were it. flying, so yeah. Well, I I know that. Oh, yeah, that used to be the old runway. So I'm sure there's more out there where you're in this emergency situation. You might be, you might be landing on an, a, what was used to be a runway anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. And in a lot of places where they have, you know, bigger airports where they they used to be a runway, they will write paint on their taxiway. Yeah. If it's super wide and it looks like it used to be wide, a runway, yeah. they'll yeah. write taxiway right it on it. Makes sense because people get confused. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some pretty prominent uh, actors out there. Yeah, didn't, didn't he just land, land on another one? Before. Didn't, uh, didn't he, he, just, he, he crossed he, in front of somebody landing. Oh, is that what he did this time? Ooh, what was it? He crossed last, an active runway. Wasn't it last time what he last did? Last time on a it was taxiway, he, wasn't it? He landed on a taxiway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he actually did last time. You think he's just getting senile Crazy. and they just don't want to tell him it's time? Maybe. Maybe. He's good. If there's anybody old. I want to meet, it's him. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. yeah, he is. I, I he's got to be. He's got to be pushing like. 80 maybe i don't know 75 he's yeah he's got to be around my dad's age yeah hold on i'll look it up we talking about clint eastwood no he's like 90 well, i wasn't gonna say any names yeah so, seriously harrison ford is ahead, harrison ford yeah oh okay 77 okay. i didn't hear i don't follow it old's your dad outside of 74 okay close i didn't think harrison yeah. ford was older than my dad yeah, I figured he was older. I figured he looks younger, but really? that's, I mean, he's all, you know, Hollywood makeup when you see him. So, yeah. What a cool guy, though, man. I would love yeah. to meet that. He is the one person. He is the one person that I would just, but they say, you know, never meet your heroes. And I wouldn't say he's my hero. Yeah. But I just, you know, I love everything he's ever been in. I mean, he clearly has the same taste in aircraft I do. Which, yeah. what, I didn't even know he was a pilot. I got a little bit of man crush on the dude. I, guess. <laughs> I, didn't, even know, I, guess. I didn't even know he was a pilot. Like, really? I, yeah, I'm out of the loop. He's got a De Havilland beaver and a husky, and he shares a CJ a citation with uh, Morgan Freeman, I guess. Oh, really? Morgan Freeman's a pilot? Like, they have like a CJ3. What? I guess. Huh. Better just Harrison Ford flies in places and lands on taxiways. Yeah. <laughs> what airport was it? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I know he's got like property out in Montana, so I don't know if it was at, like Jackson Hole or something like that. No, I gotta be there. there. But I mean, this airport that, he, that so he, he I, taxied I someone out. Runway I know this last one was. He taxied across the runway without being authorized, or did he? Did he actually cut in front of somebody? I believe I believe he actually cut in from in front of somebody, okay. but no, there was no no conflict because the report I heard or the news thing was um the airplane was more than a thousand yards away, yeah. so three thousand feet away, so half a mile, so oh, a half mile well. final. Yeah, he's fine. Depends on what type of airplane it was. If that was seven three. That's not that far. Well, in yeah, terms no. of proximity yeah. in seconds, yeah, yeah. doing 140, 150 knots on final. He's yeah. taxiing his De Havilland Beaver across the runway. Is that what he was in? I don't, I don't know. I, I actually yeah. I do want to know that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't even read about it. I I heard I read the headline, but I didn't read the story. I got skit today. I was on the north end of Palm Beach Island, and they were either early teens or about to become teens. Three guys in like a six passenger golf cart north end of Palm Beach pulled right out in front of my car. I stood on the brake. I don't know if my ABS kicked in or not because it was a lot of squealing. And then there's guys coming the other way 
he almost hit the kids too. Ooh, I didn't realize there was a stop sign there because none of us have driver's licenses. And it was like, yeah, I can't remember what got my heart rate going faster than that in the last few years. And it's like, it was close. They almost got hit by me and they almost got hit by the guy coming the opposite of me. It was like, and then we almost hit each other because we're trying to swerve off into front yards of big properties to try to avoid these kids. And but you could yeah. you could tell on their faces like the kid driving he knew he screwed up <laughs> it was like should have plowed him it was the look of <laughs> no, it kidding. was the look of death like somebody about to die like on the kid's face so I imagine that on a runway crossing that'd be similar oh, that's like on uh, on Kelly's Island where the cars got to stop because the approach the runway's short oh yeah the approaches uh, comes right over the road. Eight nine Delta Lee, don't you don't you know somebody that hit a car? Hit a car? Yeah. Oh, the car pulled out in front of him on Kelly's Island. And what what yeah. hap- what happened after that? Uh, I believe it was a, an accident. I no, I can't think of anything. No, Am I, I getting can't. this story wrong. I- if it's something that's supposed to be that clear, I don't. I've never heard anything. of a car. I've I've seen personally some close calls at that spot because I used to go in and out of there all the time. Well, well, so what happened? I, he can I, edit, I heard, he can edit it out. I heard what, that. What I heard that about? your grandma had a, an incident with a car over there. Oh, I believe that, but I never heard. Dude, you remember you've heard probably more stories about them than I have. Well, maybe because. Yeah. Well, you got to remember. Was this back in the 40s? No, probably in the 50s or 60s. She, she maybe flew, 70s. right? I mean, she, she used to Oh, fly. Yeah, yeah. She flew more than my grandpa did. Yeah. Well, I well, heard I that. Went, I, don't I don't remember the airplane, but I heard that. Uh, probably a tri-pacer. Yeah, probably. A, a, a car pulled out in front of her. I can't remember. If she, I think she was taking off, and she's, she swerved. and I don't think she crashed, but I think like her wheels hit the car or something. I can't remember the story. I don't know. So, I mean, coming back to that, I mean, edit out what you can, but like, let's say there was an issue. So this airport, you know, was that 2,800 feet, I think is the length. I'm not sure, but that's shorter pretty, pretty, than I mean, is it Kelly's? It's only 2000, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, I got air nav up. and going to punch it in. And maybe 2200. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's how, I mean, that's how out of it I am. I can't remember yeah. anything. I don't know. I'd have to ask uh, one of those guys that told me about it. What? Well, the what thing is, so was, I mean, but... everything that things like that, those are not things that are going to be told to me. Twenty two hundred feet. Those are things. Twenty two or be... three. Okay, twenty two hundred is close enough. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's twenty two hundred. I mean, in order to go from east to west and use twenty two hundred feet, it might have been on car, the it might have been on the north south runway. I don't remember. Uh, well, yeah, there's a runway there too, and I think that's yeah. only 1,800 feet. Yeah, I think I've never used it. That, that was closed way. That's before been closed since Actually, I've been flying. So. If I remember the story right, I think it was on the north south runway. Okay, so if she was taken off north. Man, I do, I find that hard to believe because my grandma was more efficiency minded about that stuff than I am. Yeah. So for her, and let, it now it could have been a hellacious headwind. So let's paint the scenario. She's in an aircraft that performs very, very well uh, as far as short field stuff. Could be. Could she be has 1,800 feet. And she. The tri Yes. Yeah. Correct. 
but yeah, she could be heavy, but the, the case that would have to, or the scenario that I have to be present for her to reasonably select three, six, a northbound takeoff, it would have to have been a hellacious headwind, yeah. which means her climb performance, you know, her, her ground coverage, good. you know, be good. her yeah. angle of climb would be fantastic. Yeah. No, almost no matter how heavy, if it could and, fit in the airplane, unless it's the lead bars. And I'm saying she would take, have no problem. I'm saying take off, but I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Maybe it was landing. And in which case, you that would still be. doesn't. One that would make sense would be landing, you know, a nine. It would make more sense if that, you're landing because even I come in on that sometimes on that east west runway. I'll come in at my wheels are at car rooftop level, you know. Oh, when you're coming yeah, across, I've done the same. yeah. Oh, I do it to prove a point, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can you guys imagine the I have 50 almost 16,000 landings. Yeah. How many landings do you think I have at Kelly's Island? Oh, probably a lot. You know what I mean? I probably well, have 3,000 landings you over know, there. It's pretty easy you in know? a 150 to avoid the road. I can come in high over the road and not worry about, you know, I can avoid worrying about somebody running the stop sign if I want to come in a little bit high, but if you're coming in in the a Saratoga or the Islander or something, you're probably going to want to be right down there you know you always want to be right there anyways because you don't yeah. want to back taxi you yeah. know you're trying to make money so every hundredth of an hour yeah matters yeah you know that's the way i look at it so the couple scenarios is if it was takeoff neither of those really make sense to me she's had 2200 feet to take off in a tri-pace or more than like now it could have been a different airplane too it could have been a comanche yeah we don't know that Aztec, I don't know. I mean, I know she had a multi-engine. Could have been an Apache or something like that. I'll ask, I, none of, none I'll ask really Keith. When he, he's coming out next week. I'll ask him. Keith. Who, would Keith come on the yeah. program? Keith Broski? Yeah. I just went out to lunch with him like, like a month ago. Oh, I just went out to lunch with him yeah. like a month ago. He's not by, let's, try to get, let's try to get him on the show. He would probably What's come he on. coming out there for? Uh... Well, he came out anything for, aviation related, or no? He came out for a Harley seat, and uh, I didn't have the year, the correct year that he wanted, and uh, I told him just I had another one. I said just take it with you, and if it works, stop back and pay me later. If it doesn't work, just come back and drop it off. You know, so just take it. And mm-hmm. he said, "All right, I'll stop by next week." You know, so I'll see him this how week. Much, how much is it? I don't know because I didn't. I didn't price it out. It's probably around a hundred bucks, but I'll give him a deal. Yeah. Give him a deal and make like, get him on the show. Yeah. I'll give him a deal. Right. He asked me what it was and I was like, I I don't know. I said, just, just take it and see if it fits. Did it work? Did it work for him? He he hasn't text. He hasn't said anything. So it's not his bike. It's his, uh, I forget somebody relative or friend or something, but Little inside baseball before the program. We tried to get Scott's brother on the program and he got scared and wimped out. So we'll see if that yeah. happens later. We have well, we have a very, <laughs> very deep roster that we can pull from right. for guests. Yeah. Yes. It's just it's just time it's just timing with so you kinda you can't have everybody in your roster lined up on any no. given night. No, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna so be random. The couple the short list, yeah. if it doesn't work. You, know, you probably, work, you so probably you know a lot of people we could we could bring on here. Oh, I mean we got I mean we got a lot of people that would probably be interested, yeah. you know, but that's I mean, 
Lee's let's, Lee's probably got the biggest goes. Rolodex, but you and I have a ton of people. Scott, you and I still. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no short. There's no shortage there. You just gotta line uh, up with the people most, on the short. Most list people I know that night. fly are don't probably have the technology to do this. Which so. I, yeah, I want to get. I want to get. <laughs> I want to get your house in particular, Scott, because of its location set up to like have another person in the room with you. Um, yeah. Probably won't happen in the 2020 season. Maybe 2021. Yeah. Uh, for for that purpose. Are you going to supply surgical masks for him too? <sighs> Hopefully, yeah. by the time uh, <laughs> by the time yeah. the uh, the far end uh, podcast is, budget allows for such thing, that'll so probably I'll be over. Yeah, this so. is permanent. Well, it's not going to be over until November fourth, I believe. Oh, okay. when's, when's the election? <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know what it is. When's the yeah. election? November third. So I think I think November fourth is when it's all over. Okay. All right, well, we'll do we'll do that <laughs> setup after that. Then I'll I'll make sure of it. Um, last it part. is November third. Yes, November fourth. It'll be okay. Over. November fourth, all the lockdowns and the economy opens back up. Good to go. We got above average on our <laughs> civics classes. Um, C of ABC or uh, each pilot in command who deviates from a rule under paragraph B of this section shall, upon the request of the administrator, send a written report of that deviation to the administrator. Um, so this is what we alluded to earlier. The you you've got to uh, uh so written report uh, of what you did. To basically deviate from any rules as pilot in command, explaining what you did, but that's only required if it's requested by the administrator, which the administrator translates roughly to the FAA typically. Um, yep, I can't that's think it. of anybody else who would. No, it's the, yeah. it's the FAA. FAA who's, the, who's the administrator? Federal Aviation. Federal Aviation Administration. Okay. FAA. So that is the FAA. Yeah. The person who contacts you right. and wants the report is the administrator. Yes. Could it be the local sheriff? It's the FAA. Yeah. What if the local sheriff is like accuses you of flying too low over something? Uh, you can probably outsmart them with knowing the regulations. And if they go any further, they're going to have to get the FAA involved. Yeah, and then they're going to consult, you know, uh, the local uh, radar control you right. know, facility, whatever yeah. that may be. I would just and ask them figure like, out what, if that was a trip. What distance measuring equipment did they use to determine that I was too low? Correct. Correct. No. The wind was coming out of the um, the west one time at your place, and uh, yeah. so I was landing on that runway, and um. Mr. Scott, track coach, uh, next day at high school, accused me of overflying his practice too low, <laughs> and he had a print. He had he had a printed out copy of whatever FAR that is about flying over open open assemblages of persons, which he was trying to argue. Really, with me. I haven't heard this story. How did I not he hear was, this story? He was trying to argue with me that uh, his track practice was an open, open assemblage of persons, and I flew too low 
I was less than 2,000 feet when I overflew that. You tell and them it's, a, I, it's in the pattern of the airport? Yeah, which, yeah, yeah the stadium, the track stadium, football stadium, yeah. for high school is in the traffic in the, pattern to get in. on the approach to the airport. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just landing that direction. And so I had to pull out that rig. And like, I could have just said, okay, whatever. But like, I'm like, no, I. This no, you got to outsmart him. You got to show him. I know. Him so I, I, yeah, I, I brought in the far aim book the next day of class. Yeah. And well, Mr. Scott, right here, I was on final for the west to east runway. And that's yeah. stadiums right on that path. Right. We could totally bend the rules coming into Huron because it's right over top of the city. You know, you just, yeah. we could buzz that stadium every time we wanted to. Yeah. And just. Say that's it's, awesome. You know, it'd be it's it would be a long final because it's it's kind of it's a little bit farther out there. But I mean, didn't somebody get in trouble for buzzing another stadium in the area yeah. back when we were in high yeah. school? Yes. Yeah. Do we yes. Know, do we know? But I don't think there? it actually stuck. I think they, I think they ended up winning that, didn't they? Yeah. I don't think they could. There was something they couldn't prove. Who well, they was didn't have any. They didn't have airplane. any distance measure. What I heard was they didn't have any distance measuring equipment to determine that he was below altitude. It was all just eyewitness, but they didn't have anything that measured the distance. And he just said he wasn't. He wasn't that he was, low. He was blowing out smoke during. Oh a, yeah, yeah, he, during he, a uh, football he, game oh, halftime. Yeah. Right, which I mean, used to be like. Everybody would think that would cool, but was cool. But post nine eleven, everybody thinks you're a terrorist trying to yeah, kill everybody. You know, out, thinks you're dumping oh chemicals yeah. or something. Yeah. So like, if yeah. you had what done that shame. in, if you had done that in in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, everybody'd be like, "That's awesome." But yeah. Post post two thousand one, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's trying to kill us all." You know. Supposedly right. he did it before that on occasions, and no, everyone loved it. But then nine eleven happened, and he did it after nine eleven. Right, and, and everybody freaked, freaked out. out. I think he got. I think he got off on that though. I don't think he. I think they pulled I never his heard license anymore. I know they uh, they pulled his license, but I don't think they could actually prove that he did it. So I think he's good to go. If I oh, it would only be a violation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I'm. It wouldn't be anything that would revoke his license. Well, and I thought honestly, this individual probably wouldn't care. No, he'd probably just fly anyway. Oh, absolutely. Get I know he's strip your own airplanes. Yeah, I know he still flies. So either he's yeah, flying. No, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think that I. I don't like. I, yeah, I agree. I completely forgot about this, but I don't think anything yeah. stuck. You got, a, you got a way to roll into a, a poignant conversation piece on C. Man, so yeah, we so uh, yeah, we talked about um, how you know it's upon request, you know, so they may or may not, and it's all gonna uh, on um, to get that written report. So they, if a deviation from a rule happens, you declare an emergency, you deviate, um. It's up to the discretion of the administrator. So whoever the phone gets handed to when some old lady says they flew too low over my house or whatever. So whoever the phone gets handed to, that individual at the FISDO, the Flight Standards District, district Office, whoever that phone gets handed to, they're the administrator in that case. They're going to basically just kind of you know work over it. They'll be contacting you. You'll be like, um, I was landing at an airport I just, and that's um, probably going to be the end of it 
Either you're landing at an airport or just telling me that you're a crop duster. <laughs> There's some paperwork. There is always that, I suppose. That comes with being a crop duster, though. Well, okay. If it's a local, like if it's a local law enforcement that's that call that comes out to the airport and is like, "You were flying too low." Just be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm a crop duster." They're not going to know the difference. It depends, though. Are they going to get? Are they going to be handling that call? I know, like we had fires all the time at your place, and yeah. we get called. Like I know your dad would get a call every time. Like yeah, uh, of there's an airplane crash, a tragic airplane <laughs> yep, crash every time on the runway. The highways right next to the runway, so we yeah. have fires out there, and they say, so "Oh, there's a have, plane on fire." You have police and or fire people coming out every time, yeah. thinking that there's a tragic airplane accident, and it's just a yeah. bonfire going on. Yeah, maybe that's and that's tough because Scott, you grew up in an airport. I grew up on an airport, so it's this sometimes tough too. You want to live life like it's like country life, right. so yeah. you have fires. Yeah, but you're oh, at yeah. an airport. We have so like, fires. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't have the fires. It's like this is like my farm, you know? Yeah, so it's like yeah, we have fires. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird, but some most of, people don't. Some of the that. pilots like the fires because the smoke would tell them the wind. Yeah, it's well, like a giant wind suck. Yeah, unless you're coming in at night yeah. without landing runway lights and. Or the wow. smoke is going over the runway. Yeah. Run, runway lights are for the week. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, yeah, it, it's say- just going to come to the person who gets the phone. They contact you. Was it like malicious intent? Did they know? Did they knowingly and actively deviate from a rule? And was there any way to get around that? And I'm sure if I go deviate from a rule kind of a more part 91 general rule in a small airplane. I'm sure I would be given less latitude than maybe a student pilot will. I don't know how that would all work. Never been violated before, but I imagine never been violated. I think no, I've not. No, no, (laughs) not in any senses of the word. Um, <laughs> so, so I see you've never met Joe Biden. <laughs> right. Well, my hair doesn't smell. Oh, good sorry, anyways. sorry about the edit, yeah. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Now go until for I, it. Go until for I it. sober up in the morning. Yeah, when you sober up, you'll be like, "God damn it, Scott!" <laughs> <laughs> I see you never met. It's tough with him though. It's just like your grandpa. Like my grandpa used to do all kinds of crazy. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, it's just we get on, man. It's yeah. just we, yeah. We're gonna cause more edits if we get into that. Let's well, continue. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're our we'll, fun. We'll get into that after the show. We want to have a conversation. Okay. So you. So they're just gonna look at what did you knowingly do and what didn't you knowingly do. What's your certificate level? What type? What you know? What kind of airplane are you flying? You know, student pilot's going to get away with murder, you know, you know, um, what do I want to say? Figuratively speaking, I'm not going to get away with really anything. What? So, it, I mean, it's just all that's that's all, you know, falls in here. What do you think you could get away with as far as like. Approach and departure to an airport, let's say an uncontrolled field. Like low level flying. Like. Like we were talking about the stadium 
in Huron being like right off the approach. I mean, it's probably like two miles away, but what if you were to fly over that stadium at a few hundred feet and say, well, you were on approach to Huron. Um, you're a student pilot or a private pilot, private pilot. You're a few hundred feet CFI. above ground. <laughs> you're a few hundred feet above. Yeah, ground level. You're, you're two or 300 feet above ground level. And you come over the stadium at a couple hundred feet. You land, the cops show up, you buzz the stadium. No, I was on approach. I, I mean, the, the fun aspect, I mean, I would say, I would like to think that you could say, Hey, I'm a private pilot. I was on approach to land, whatever. Yeah. Um, and get away with it. But like the rule follower me would say, if I were the FAA inspector responding to you saying that, I would say, um, didn't you realize that the cell phone towers were higher than you were? Didn't you realize, you know, you're a private well, pilot. You've okay, been let's say, qualified let's say you're, to a Let's say level. you're 300 feet because there's no cell phone towers that are higher than that in Huron. Well, I happen to have Sky Vector up and let's see if you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, inside the city <laughs> limits, ba- there's not. Back maybe in, maybe back in the general in the day, area, the wa- there is. The I would say tower. you are correct, yeah. Scott. Yeah. I mean, maybe the water tower is the only thing that sticks up towers in Huron, and I bet you they're not much more than 100 to 150 foot. You're correct. So you would be. So so yeah, you're saying you are twice as high as the cell phone tower, right? Yeah. And I would say in that case, you could say. Now I don't know what you did, so it'd have to be a really really built up scenario. But I would say you had your altimeter set wrong. That's what I would tell an FAA inspector. I must have had my altimeter set wrong. I forgot yeah. to set it when I took off. I would say what distance measure That's what you should say. Did you use to determine Which, I was too low? Well, go to that after you tell well, me yeah, a simple yeah, easy yeah. one that makes sense. I would say I would say I don't know maybe I had my altimeter set wrong. I wouldn't say I did have it set wrong. I'd say maybe it was wrong, but I was just on approach to the runway. Well, first off, you say no, I was 1000 feet. Yeah. yeah. That's the first thing you say. Yeah. Then when they're like, no, you, you know, you weren't. I was like, well, I mean, I, I couldn't have been any lower than 500 feet or, you know, whatever, you know, just keep, just keep going with it. And eventually you get to, Hey, my altimeter must've been set wrong then. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't get my altimeter, my altimeter check done in the last 24 months. Yeah. How prevalent is this distance measuring equipment? DME. Are you talking well, about like well, somebody to tell you that you're DME? No, so, DME no, somebody trying to figure it out from is the different ground. than DME on the ground. Yeah, no, 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 like some sort of equipment on the ground that can tell how high you were t- to an exacting matter well, to actually prosecute. A, a, a cop's radar gun could probably tell your distance from them, but they wouldn't be able to tell the altitude because it's on an angle. I'm. I've looked through the the um the radar gun. I and I don't remember. I've looked through a law enforcement radar gun before, and I don't remember if it ever said the distance. Um, now, like for hunting, like bow hunting, yeah, and you you have those distance. I don't know why but, the word escapes when, me. What that is but, called, but even like if the they range have, finder, even if they have range finder or DME, when's the last time it was calibrated? Is it accurate? 
You can always not. go there. Yeah. yeah, but you can get out of speeding tickets by saying the same yeah. thing in court. Well, I'm three yeah. miles an hour over the speed limit. It's in a zero. It's like in a school zone. Well, and if they have, if the radar gun hasn't been calibrated within the time that it's supposed to be calibrated, you can get off with that. Correct, as you should be able to. Yeah. Same with a breathalyzer. If their breathalyzer hasn't been calibrated in the, uh, I don't know what the time frame is that it's supposed to be calibrated every so often, but if it hasn't been so, calibrated within the required time limit, then you, you, they can't charge you. Well, and, and it should be, or they shouldn't even be, they shouldn't even be pulling you over for going fast or giving you the breathalyzer if they don't have equipment that is certified. Well, technically, technically the, if they'll take you to the station and breathalyze you, if, okay, the breathalyzer is a different thing, but so, I mean, yeah. yeah, that shouldn't really be a factor. You shouldn't really be driving up. Well, Matt, no, mm-hmm. sorry, Rob, but I'm there just saying, well, no, I got the I got the beep now. Oh, oh sweet! So, it's so drop them. Yeah. So yeah, well, well, no, 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 now, now that you told, now that you're told about just leaving that have to drop that bleep every. Seriously, <laughs> well, no, because Apple wear it out. Apple doesn't. Apple's the biggest one I'm worried about with the curse words, yeah. and they don't give us they don't give any guidelines I can find. I've been researching for months now. They can't give me anything. Obviously, the f bomb's explicit, so we'd we'd have to check the explicit box for that. But there's other stuff I see on that doesn't have the explicit box check, and they're dropping the S-bomb, so I'm going to start leaving it in. Yeah, I think you can me otherwise. I think you can do that. Yeah. I mean, they're so, almost saying that on the news now. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, the, the F-bomb's pretty much the only thing on their list right now that gets the beep. But I, I do have the beep. I downloaded one. We get the rights to the beep. Um, I can put that in there. So What a time to a be problem. alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> We're moving. We're moving along in our uh, our podcast yeah. growth. We've oh, now got a beep, there. beep sound. We're getting there. So I the thing the thing that I would say though. So we're building the scenario, and I mean we've all everybody that I know of has pretty much done their share of low flying or maybe what could be considered reckless operation. Blah blah blah. What I want to boil it down to kind of at our, you know, using our higher functioning brain at our ultra mature stage in life. And as, you know, aviators, very conservative aviators using sound aeronautical decision making. Why do you really want to get to the point where you're at an altercation with the FAA to begin with? The best thing that could happen is be, be, yes, there is the fine, the fine line of what is legal by the regs, but then there's the buffer, a little bit of buffer above that, that makes that call not even come in to the FAA. Yeah. That is what we want. Yes. That, that, that is what we want. We don't even want that call to be made. Yeah, it's cool. And that's only, that's a decision only you can make as the aviator. If you want to just skirt the, the law to look cool or to do, to fulfill the mission for you. Um, and, and if you want to do that, only you can weigh the, the risk versus reward on that one. But what I would say is be conservative enough and have that margin enough above the, the reg so that that call doesn't even take place, in my opinion. Because exactly. And this is this is opinion coming now that we're in our 30s. If we started this podcast 10 plus years ago, this would be a lot different discussion. Oh, though. my God. It oh, could yeah. not be. It could not be <laughs> more different. <Yeah. laughs> and it would be me talking about what I did 
yesterday versus yeah. what I did 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The cool story I have from yesterday or this yeah. morning, yeah. not what I had 10 years ago. We should fly around 10, 20 feet off the water. <laughs> all of these people, the you know, people, you know, yeah, yeah not us, not yeah. us. Yeah. That's legal. Actually. Well, that's, that's technically legal. legal as long as you're it's, not, it's frowned upon, it's frowned upon, but smart, it's not illegal. But... Okay. Well, I know of individuals that did it close to persons or property. People are property. Well, I do too. So, <laughs> I know a guy that almost hit us in the head with, do his, you know, the I know a guy that almost hit us in the head with his cub wheels when we were on jet skis. Was it a cub or was Almost, it just a yellow I, airplane? Well, it was yellow. I think it was a okay. yellow yeah, airplane. Now that, now that you say that, I think it had twin engines, so I don't think it was a cub. <laughs> cubs, cubs are single. Cubs are single. Are engine, you sure it wasn't a red and white? It wasn't a red and white twin. It was a red and white twin. It had kind yeah, of a short, it had a short, it short rounded nose on the front. Yeah, yeah. It looked old. There it looked like it was probably I'm a, a 50, of, maybe from the fifties. Maybe a fifty-eight. I'm not 58? sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Story I'm thinking of. I can't remember even the color of the plane. <laughs> it was red but, and white. Uh, it was I was red on and a white jet twin ski. In the 50s. So I'm not. I'm not bang. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I see what you guys. I see what you guys are doing. Um, I was on a jet ski, so I personally did not violate anything. Um, <laughs> he said violate, uh, but he I do remember. Violate. I do remember, like, I, I do remember. Um, I've touched a lot of airplane tires in my day. There's only once where I was on a jet ski and I touched one. Um, which was a cool yeah, that red and white experience. airplane. It was scary though. That thing, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> what was the tail number? No, just kidding. Um, moving on. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can, I can, uh, I can roll right into some maybe good stuff here. Maybe roll, roll it, roll it, Lee. So <laughs> roll good. Um, so is your resp- responsibility and authority of pilot command. The first one, section A or paragraph A here. Pilot command of an aircraft is just directly responsible for and is the final authority as to the operation of the aircraft. Um, and a lot of time, you know, so the first time as a student pilot that you are going to finally get this torch passed on to you is when you do your first solo. That is the first time. Yeah, I mean, you're the only person in the airplane. So you, you're the only one responsible for the, the operation of the aircraft, the final authority to the operation of the airplane. So once you... And that's when you first... And that's when you first log PIC time. And man, you log I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I just was saying. Well, let's not get into an argument, but I just wanted to put that emphasis out of this fight. For log stay out of this. Like me. It's not a fight. It's not a fight. It's not a fight. He's correct. <laughs> My very first thing, the very next thing I was going to say is after that, your, your, um, uh, your PIC column, your logbook fundamentally changes after that moment. Because yes. now, you know, you haven't had any PIC time prior to this moment as a student pilot, the instructor, your certified flight instructor, your CFI, has been the P- pilot in command. 
the whole time. They're the final authorities, the operation of the airplane. Once you solo, you now have a solo column that finally becomes active. You have a PIC column that finally becomes active. And so that, that starts happening. And then, um, once you get, you know, on down the line, once you finally take your private pilot check ride, and this was this is when it was first kind of relayed to me the, in kind of the terms that we're talking about now. You take your private pilot check ride. You are now you you you've successfully completed it. You're you're flying home now. Your solo column and your private and your solo column and your pilot command time will never be the same again, unless you never fly with a passenger ever. And that's kind of like when it dawned on me, it's like, wow, that's crazy. Wait. Because up until now. So if you have a passenger, you can't log it as solo? No. Correct. Just, you have to be the PIC. sole occupant. Yeah. yeah, just PIC. You have to be the sole occupant of the aircraft. So on a check ride, and I, and I could be wrong, so I want somebody to correct me, maybe one of you guys can. On your check ride, you're pilot command. Yeah, I mean, it's like a pseudo type situation. Um, because like, obviously, as long as you if pass. there's if there's an emergency situation while you're on your check ride, I'm pretty sure you're the guy giving your check ride is going to take control of the aircraft. Correct, but it is supposed to be as pilot in command because you are supposed to be operating at that level of proficiency, or you wouldn't get the or you wouldn't get the nod. You know, you right. wouldn't get the yeah. you wouldn't get the yeah. uh, the certificate. No. So you're supposed to be yeah. operating at that level. So it's kind of uh, assumed that you will. So it should be it should be all pilot command. If you fail the check ride, I don't know exactly what happens. Um, but I don't know. I've never failed one, so I don't know. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm talking about wood. students. I'm looking at what students have done because believe me, I have had some students that have failed check rides. Really? Um, yeah, only only a few, but yeah. You've had a lot of students, though. Yeah, I've had a fair amount, but yeah, I mean, I who, had who did um, the check ride? The same person that does them all. The same, same one. Yeah. Well, not the person. That, he, he not the person. He, that did I think so. Some politics. What's that? Not he literally the person that did just. Mine he literally Rob's, just. Right? No, he literally just said at the beginning of the thing he sent every student to the same person. Yeah. So, thanks for thanks for keeping up on on the program, Scott. So much has happened since then, though, Rob. Yeah, it's well, easy to get confused. I assume so much so much editing out has happened. I assume that he used a different person than we had. Yes. Did you have anything else uh, on this the 91.3 uh before we conclude? Um, I guess just once you, you know, as you progress through, so, you know, I was talking about, uh, the student pilot, you know, you graduate to a private pilot, you know, then your, then your pilot command column versus your solo column and your logbooks are going to change. Um, and yeah, solo, it means you're the sole occupant of the aircraft. Like Scott brought up, that's a great point. You can't log solo if you're taking, you know, your next door neighbor for a plane ride. You have to be the sole occupant of the aircraft. What distinction there really is? None. You're still pilot command. That's what everybody cares about. But as far as those columns in your logbook, there is a difference. Uh that's in definitions in the FARs. Um so 1-1 one one, or 1.1 in definitions under solo, it's going to tell you sole occupant of the aircraft. 
Um, then as you progress through your flying career, you can maybe probably, hopefully get into a multi-career craft. So that means there's a captain and a first officer or an FO. Um, pilot command, that does not mean you can't delegate some duties, but ultimately if that guy, girl sitting next to you doesn't perform those duties, you're still responsible for them being completed. That's a huge kind of uh, a huge now I don't want to say way, but it's a very big overtone of the whole multi crew situation. You and it's it's a fine balance because you want to make sure that person feels included, that they bring their their suggestions, their opinions to you if they see something happening, transpiring that maybe they don't think is safe, blah, blah, blah. You want to make sure it's an open door that they feel the oh, the lines of communication are open. But it ultimately you can kind of say like, hey, you know what? I'm captain. Uh, I'm PIC, pilot command. What I say goes. I am the final authority as the operation of this airplane. Even if it's their leg to fly. So under the new rules after 2008, you know, FOs are flying, captains are flying. You got to split the duties half and half. However you want to break that up, you know, you figure that out between the two of you for, you know, a four-day trip or whatever it is. But if it's the FO's leg to fly, you're the captain. You're the pilot in command. You can still take the controls away, tell them how they are going to fly effectively. You can say, hey, yeah, you know what? You're flying a little fast. Why don't you slow it up to 180 knots? So why don't we go ahead and put flaps in? You can do those suggestions. It's ultimately you are responsible if you look in 91.3. So there's a big difference between pilot flying and pilot in command. Big difference. That is kind of the big thing that I would that I would want to sum up. I think we've talked about the other stuff uh, plenty, pretty much starting out before I even covered them in the section. What about you guys? I'm yeah, that's well, that's good good uh, points there. Um, what I had for to not really necessarily off of this reg, but to build on your solo differences, um, like for example, when you're working on your commercial, um, you have a private typically. Um, I don't see any other situation where you wouldn't have a private no, already when way. you start working on your commercial. Yeah, you got to get your so private you're, first. Unless you're in some weird accelerated program I've never heard of or something. Um, so when you're doing your solo cross-country requirements for your commercial, the legal requirement is to do it solo. Um, so you can't actually, even though you legally can take passengers, it doesn't count um, towards that requirement if you do have passengers like for example scott um slowly works there's like one lesson per year towards per his year commercial. towards my commercial yes. yeah. i'm getting so it's gonna take a decade what? or two it's gonna take a decade or two for him to get his commercial what uh, are we doing this will, summer the night cross countries night dual. cross country yeah but eventually we gonna, you will have where are we gonna go i have no idea okay. uh i have you, more to add to that but that's after you, the show yeah, you okay. you will have you will eventually at some point have to do some solo cross country stuff to meet the re- the regulations for the commercial. Yes. You can't legally take your wife like on that flight. You literally ah, have to be by yourself. So boring. <laughs> I guess I I guess I do have caffeine pills. Yes, so. That's just that's just a weird distinction that um I did my solo cross country solo. But like it wasn't in my mindset. Like if somebody had wanted to go with me back then, um, I probably yeah, would have said, just, "Oh yeah, yeah. I'm doing oh, yeah, this." Because I, I went yeah. to Wisconsin. I visited my cousin in Wisconsin, 
So like legally right. someone could fly with me to Wisconsin to Yeah, if like one of your family that. members wanted to go with you, you would have just taken them with you. I would have, yeah, I wouldn't have thought twice, but no. technically you can't do that because it, no. it has to be solo. But and I'm sure we'll get into this when we cover the the commercial um, requirements at some point. But I just thought I'd throw What's that the, in here because it's applicable. the The longest leg on your commercial cross country has to be what? I think two fifty. Yeah, two fifty. Oh, that's about all. The, that's about all the one fifty can do. It's the lowest I ever had my one fifty on f- any airplane on fuel. Yeah. Like I did the calculations and stuff and I was pretty much dead on, but I landed and I'm like, that's the most I've ever put into my airport in, yeah. uh, when I did refuel on landing. Yeah. It's kind of sketchy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, 250 is about all you're going to want to do in a 150. Maybe 300 would be about exactly. the most you could do. Hmm. Without going yeah. below your required reserves well yeah but remember you can stop on the way <laughs> i thought one had to oh, be non-stop do a, no it doesn't doesn't one have to, doesn't have to be non-stop i thought it had to be three so i can't go so hold on so hold on listen 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 good All for right. those of you, you that can't see me, this for those of you that can't see this lively just rolled his head <laughs> totally so <laughs> so you mean to tell me i can't go do a i, I can't get i can't Check this box for the commercial certificate in a J3 Cub. I don't know. Doesn't have enough fuel to go 100, 250 yeah, that's miles. True. It I doesn't. No. As long as in that day, in that duty day, if you will, you can do as many stops as you want, as long as you ultimately exceed a straight line distance of more than 250 nautical miles from the original point of well, departure. How do you define a straight line? Because obviously, a if you're going to stop, straight line. Obviously, you're going to stop somewhere. It's not going to be a perfectly straight line. And for the people not seeing, no, 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 it would be a straight line with a straight line edge on it, holding it up to the screen. Yeah. What's your chances of finding be... a straight line? No, no, no. With an airport. No, it exactly. needs to be a straight line from the final, the final, the, the, the final, the point that is 250. It can, you can draw a straight line. Oh, okay. Line. I see what you're saying. You so can deviate yeah, okay. 50 or 400 miles to yeah. get fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you think about that the next time you? All question right. Let's me. continue this. I will we question cover the you commercial every time. Uh, episode. Don't you dare! Don't you I dare! Will always question you, Lee. All right. Well, you know, as you should. Good aviators should. Right. Yeah. That's all I got. Don't just believe what you're told. Smart people ask questions. Correct. And argue even if they think they might be right. right. Yeah. And annoying people bring stuff up just to be annoying when they know what they're saying Scott. is not accurate. Got. That's that's Scott. me. That's me. <laughs> that's All me. right, let's wrap up FAR ninety one point three. I have no idea how long this. <laughs> he episode. said wrap up. I said let's <laughs> let's. Who does that? Let's. Um, <laughs> Scott doesn't I don't need to. know how long <laughs> nope. this will be. With everything nope. I have to edit out, uh, it may only be twenty minutes after I edit out everything. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Um, show notes. Um, I don't know if I promised anything. If I did, I'll re-listen to it and put it in there. If not, don't worry about it. Uh, Apple podcast app rate and review looking for more five stars. Um, I didn't see any new reviews, so literally nobody's doing it. So if you put a review in, it'll probably be in an upcoming show. Uh, email preferred method of communication. My e- if you, if you put a review in, we'll give you a hundred bucks. Scott will Scott but no, Scott we won't. We won't. Scott, we won't actually pay you in 
in 2100 we'll give you 100 bucks anyway so. email is our preferred method of communication don't expect a dime uh my email is f-a-r-a-i-m at robertberger.com spelled b-e-r-g-e-r the german way not this sandwich way lee griffing is f-a-r-a-i-m at lee griffing.com g-r-i-f-f-i-n-g and Scott Boris is F-A-R-A-M at scottboris.com, B-O-R-E-S. And like I said, I we're starting to mix up the order we actually record versus um, when they're released. So it's all confusing. I don't know when this is going to come out. But as of this recording, we've not yet gotten an email. So you have a very receptive group of people uh, to respond to your emails because if you're the first one, you got our attention uh, to wrap that up. Um, that's all I have. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe. Share it with a friend. Um, yeah. Take care. Thanks, guys. See you. Have you done the, the editing for the the second episode that we did the night Echo was on? I haven't listened to it yet. I don't oh, know if it's good. I don't or even not. know if you can get enough out of that. No, I, I'm not sure uh, which I one. The second episode, the second one with Echo. Echo. I was blacked out for that. Two, we did two episodes with him. Yeah, I was blacked out for the entire second one. Completely blacked out. <laughs> Like, all I remember doing for the entire second episode was bitching about China. I remember one day at, when I was working over there, he he came up to me. He's like, he gave me his business card. And he's like, if you ever think about getting married, call this number and I will talk you out of it. Because <laughs> that was when he was going, he was, that was when he was going through his divorce. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no matter what, if you're ever considering getting married, just call this number. And I will convince you not to do it. <laughs> oh my god! So him, him, and uh, the other one too, the other uh, prominent aviation individual. So. But everybody has their hot spots. Everybody has, you know, like their their kind of their thing, their process, their plan. You know, as as, as pilots, we're pretty much Type A personalities for the most part. Then there's you two. But most pilots are pretty much type A. And Wait, so, you know, you kind of just, you have a, I mean, I don't know that I would describe Rob as more type A than you are. I am definitely type A, but what, with, what is type Scott is kind of more like a type, uh, I don't give a type F is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's how I would. I am cautious Scott. though. 
You are cautious, and cautious, I appreciate that. Cautious and type A is different. Yeah. Totally different. Like I might, bend, I might bend some rules, but I'm also pretty cautious. I don't do things that I am not qualified like, to Like, type do. A is, like, I'll get in, I'll, in certain areas of my life, like, I could, I'm probably diagnosable ACE, OCD, for sure. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I would um, say I, I am, too, on some things, but... Yours isn't flying though. No, yours isn't flying. I well, I we're, no, no, no. Hold on. I, I don't most, know if I, I would I can say flying. Be. I don't know if I wouldn't say Scott's isn't flying. It's maybe maybe maintenance practices on his airplane or things like that might not be so OCD. I wouldn't say it's. I'm not saying that your airplane's unsafe. I'm just saying things that I would pay attention to. You don't necessarily do. As long as it's yeah. safe to fly, it's good enough for you. Right. Which I mean, I guess is kind of the baseline for the whole thing, but. I feel like I would say I Scott is more OCD in in business than flying. Yeah, which are not the same for him. Probably. Uh-oh. I don't know if you boil it down. I don't know, Scott. I mean, do you do you? Well, okay. I don't know. I would have to put more thought into how I want to phrase this to get the right answer or the answer I think. But what that than I want to right now. But I uh, no, I don't I don't think Scott I don't think Scott is that far of an outlier as maybe he I don't know. I don't know. Scott Scott's an interesting situation. I get stressed out if the wrong type of wax is on my car. Scott does not fall oh, yeah. in that category. Well, first of all, what's wax? <laughs> what's no yeah, wax? All, what's wax? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put and, you put a candle on your car or what? <laughs> well, I mean, I would have to think about it, you know. But so I'm I'm probably the worst of the three of us, wouldn't you say? Maybe not not even aviation. The worst. I don't know though. As far as being like maybe OC particular. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I can I can be. I um, would say Lee's Lee's worse than you about being anal about things. I would say so. Well, today's the first day I got upset with my son for rubbing his hand on my car in the garage. It hasn't (laughs) been washed or waxed in a long time, and it's basically just sandpaper. But no, I'm telling you, he's like running his hand like flat palmed on the side, and he's running around the car, just running his hand along the side of it. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm just cringing. Like, I don't care. Like, that's the Uh, first time I've been upset about it. It's just like, you kind of got to let it go. My kid slams my wife's car door into my truck every time she gets out of her vehicle because they're both in the garage there's like a million little tiny scratch marks (laughs) right where the door lines up with my truck it's like i don't really care (laughs) and i wish i could be in that place but you know like my car i mean it's just like well i I drive a 97 ford ranger so what am i going to care about and I'm with you. I'm with you. And I want. Yeah. I want to be there. I mean, it's certain. But I'm very happy with what I have. She also and carved I want it. into my tailgate when she was like six or seven. Said, "Dad's truck." <laughs> oh, that's oh, actually that's super I cute. Did, it, it, it is like how can I be mad at you for that? Like you, you know. can't be. No. You can't be. Yeah, yeah. You no. put clear coat over that is what you did. Oh yeah, I didn't care. Oh my god, like, yeah. put clear it, coat over it. No. F- Dad's truck. Rose Dad's yeah, truck. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, oh okay. my god. My, sure. You look at my tailgate. It says Dad's truck. I don't care. Whatever. That's Scott awesome. drives thirty miles. I can't wait a month, till that day so. happens. Yeah. Oh my like, dad wouldn't even. 
I, not that I ever made the honor roll, let alone merit roll, ever got something in school that would give them a sticker. But if I did and I said, oh, let's yeah. put it on dad's we'll car, on uh, yeah. it'd be, it'd be a lecture on, <laughs> we don't, we don't do, we don't do stickers on cars in my family. Mine would probably be that way too. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I half hope, I mean, my car in like, 10 years will have well, 25,000 miles on it. If, so I'm hoping that if my car wasn't Will 20 years old or something, if my car wasn't 20 years old, I might be concerned about it. But all I said was like, old. all I said was like, all I said was, I really don't care. Like I've said, that's, that's great. But like most people probably get really mad at you if you did that to their car, <laughs> you know? Was yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want her to think that was like okay to like carve into somebody's vehicle. You know, I was like, you can't, you can't that's do tough that. When, yeah, 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 that's tough like, when you don't really care. Yeah, yeah. but it's like you got to kind of set the set right, the bar, right? Because I didn't want her to think that like that's parenting. Yeah, I'm that's gonna parent, and and again, up into this point, I haven't cared. I mean, he's always messing around with it and whatever, and yeah. for the most part, I don't care. But he's just like for like minutes. He's just running around dragging his hand on the side of it. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't care. The paint on this car is super, super finicky. There's no metallic in it. So any 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 scratch shows up like crazy. That's why that's the only reason why I care. If it was my wife's car, it's super metallic y. Nothing shows up. I wouldn't care. But it's a darker color too. It's a darker color with no with no metallic in it. That's why basically everything shows up. I would never drive as a daily driver any other anything other than a white vehicle. Just because A I live in yeah, Florida and it makes the car the interior dirt, less hot fade. and yeah. less stuff shows up on it. Yeah. But well, she's got a like a silver, like a very light silver metallic. Her car is awesome. You look at it when I'm washing it or whatever, I don't have to care. Nothing shows up. It is amazing it looks you can tell that it's clean when it's clean but when i mean I, if i'm not even care, i use one rag i hardly even turn it over hardly even wrung it out today when i washed it and it looks awesome it just doesn't show anything but um back to maybe flying yeah flying's maybe. good ocd yeah if you're a pilot i think yeah. any pilot has to sum this rant up most good pilots have some level of ocd inside them i think 